howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and I'm here today with Hayden Haddock. What's going on, man? Hey, man, not much. How's it going? I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man, uh, we're we're excited to have you here, and of course, with you being an Aggie, <laughs> it's always nice to have Aggie stop by the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Um, but yeah, um, we like what you're doing musically as well, you know, and being an Aggie never hurts. But uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and kind of uh, just give a little background. Yeah, man. Uh, well, like you said, obviously, my name is Hayden Haddock. I'm a country uh, singer-songwriter uh, from Texas. I also went to Texas A&M. Um, and, yeah, we, uh, I guess I got started um, doing the whole music thing actually when I got to um, Texas A&M my, my freshman year, um, I guess coming up on six years ago now. Um, and basically I, I learned to play the guitar when I was like 14, um, but never would play in front of my family or friends. I was a super shy kid growing up. Um, that's why if you talk to any of my family or close friends, um, about my music stuff today, they, they still can't believe, uh, you know, that I'll get on a stage in front of people and sing in front of people. But anyway, so learned to play the guitar. Um, and yeah, I got down to A&M freshman year. And, um, as you probably could have guessed, I was, dating a girl at the time and she found out I could play the guitar my roommate uh told her that I could play really well and sing and all this stuff and um and so she you know wanted me to play her a song and so finally I gave in and kind of without me knowing it my roommate was around the corner and recorded it and put it out on you know snapchat or whatever and was sending videos to my my family um so I ended up playing my very first show a month or two later, um, actually at a very small little jazz club in uh, Dallas, and um, been doing it ever since, been working hard at it ever since, and you know, luckily things have gone relatively well, um, and so we're, we're going to keep at it and see where this thing goes, and it's been a blast doing it. And you mentioned Dallas, and I see the, see the Rangers hat on there. <laughs> um, but are you from the Dallas area originally before landing at A&M? Then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, like Garland-Plano area. Um, so lived there for a while, um, obviously growing up. And then, uh, yeah, and then moved on to College Station and now living in uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. So yeah. been, been moving around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, obviously heading out there to be around the whole to, for working on your uh, writing music and stuff out there in Nashville. Um, but what was it that really made you or inspired you to want to become a musician? Just in the beginning, what really got you into? Um, music? Yeah, um, I'll tell you. It was actually I remember vividly. It was so growing up. Um, I guess around that age, like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, my dad, um, he was a huge um, Kenny Chesney fan. And so for Christmas every year, he would get me and my family tickets to go see Kenny Chesney at um, AT&T Stadium. And one of the years, um, uh, it was Eric Church was his opener, and it was back in Eric's, like, straight-up chief days, the glasses, ball cap, yeah. shaggy hair, like, <laughs> all that. And um, I remember he opened the set with his song Creepin', and it was all this, you know, lights and fire and smoke everything going on it was just it was badass and so I remember leaving there and I told uh told my family like hey like I, I want to learn how to play the guitar I want to take guitar lessons 
Um, and so, of course, my dad was like, well, I ain't, I ain't buying you a guitar because I know you're going to pick it up for a week and then never touch it again. So I ended up talking him into buying me a cheap Yamaha guitar that I learned on for a couple of years. But uh, so now it's funny looking back on that. But, yeah, to answer your question, it was it was seeing Eric Church um, on that opening slot for Kenny Chesney. And it was just such a high energy performance. And I remember he was playing as uh, Gibson Hummingbird. That's a, you know, super slick looking guitar. Right. Um, even even from the nosebleeds and uh, anyway so it was just kind of all that put together um, was a huge inspiration and, and definitely is what got me interested in, in trying to pursue that you still got the guitar your first guitar <laughs> sadly I do not and I, oh. I sold it I know I sold it um, to, to put the money towards um, my first like nice guitar it was a Taylor I got this was you know years ago now right um before I even got to college but now obviously looking back on it it was a $200 $200 guitar new so I probably got a hundred dollars <laughs> back for it so now I wish I would have just kept it <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah but you know at the time it's like you got to do what you got to do <laughs> I know I wish I had the wish I had the serial number or something to track it down <laughs> track it down <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what's your favorite part of creating music or of the whole music creation process? Man, I would say uh, I'm a huge fan, um, like especially like in the writing process, I'm a huge fan of like having an idea and, and I, I love to co-write. I don't really like writing by myself all that much. And I love to co-write because you can have an idea and you can sit down with, you know, another person or two or three other people and, and it's cool to hear, you know, Although in your head, this idea might mean one thing or make you think of one thing, uh, but it's cool to hear how it, you know, someone else may, may kind of take that idea or concept and, and then you can kind of twist and turn it and it becomes, you know, becomes this whole other thing that, you know, you, you weren't thinking about at first when you came up with the idea or whatever. So if that made any sense, that was a weird way. No, to get to it does. Point, but... <laughs> and then, no, it does. And then what's, what's interesting, you know, you say that, and then it might mean something completely different to the listener right. too, to everyone else who listens to yep. it. And it's, um, where it's, you want it to be specific enough to where someone can relate to, but broad enough to where it can relate to a bunch of different things. And I think yeah. that's kind of what makes for a hit song, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the cool thing about music as a whole is yeah. Everybody can kind of interpret it their own way, depending on what's going yeah. on in your life or what you've been through or, you know, whatever it may be. So yeah, and you can even break it down, you know, line by line, where one line almost has its own right. meaning, even though the whole song might mean something different. Right. I think that's cool. But um, what would you say is the hardest part of being a musician? Is it um, creating that new music or just getting it right in the studio, performing, travel, anything like that? Yeah, I would definitely say, without a doubt, the hardest part is the is the traveling and being gone, you know, from your loved ones. Um, you know, and especially... I mean, even, you know, even when it's a couple of days or, you know, three or four days, whatever, I mean, you don't think it sounds, you know, sounds too tedious or like it'd be too hard, but you know, when you're doing it every weekend or, you know, whatever it, it, it becomes, it, it can take a toll and it can definitely take a toll on, on relationships and, right. you know, with significant others, but even with, you know, your family with shit, your pets, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, being, being hard is definitely probably the hardest part, but obviously that is, you know, if you want to be in this business, you got to kind of learn to nut up and and just take it on the yeah. chin and do do what you can to to get through. Yeah, man, uh, and one well, just it, it's got to be tiring as well. Just you know, traveling all the time. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> it can be. Yeah, it can definitely be tiring. You know, the long 
long rides on the on the road that gets that gets kind of old after a while um but you know i still that being said i wouldn't trade it for the world you know it's again it's obviously a huge part of this business and you know you might drive nine hours but that hour and a half you spent on the stage would be the best hour and a half of your life yeah. so you know it, it all ends up being worth it and yeah. uh, obviously there's there's worse jobs to have in this world so <laughs> we're <Yeah>. very fortunate <laughs> who are some of your biggest influences um when you were starting out as well as maybe uh, some artists that you are inspired by that are currently in the industry right now? Yeah. Um, I'd say some, uh, in the industry kind of right now that are pretty relevant. Um, obviously Cody Johnson, he's a big one for me. Um, especially being a Texas guy. Um, I mean, I, my brother introduced me and my family to Cody stuff back when I was probably 15 years old. And then we, we, so me and my whole family, grandparents, aunt, uncle, parents everybody we would all go to cody johnson concerts we've seen him at billy bob seen him out in fort Worth, you know at uh, panther island pavilion all this stuff so seen him a few times so he's obviously a huge inspiration um you know great songwriter great performer all that yeah. stuff um and his his kind of style of music is kind of up my alley that more traditional side of stuff um and another one would be john party I think oh, yeah. uh, I think he's just awesome, you know. Again, same that kind of more traditional style of uh, country music, um, and you know, even though he was kind of like a Nashville guy from the get go, kind of unlike Cody, um, I think he's done a really good job of keeping you know country music at least somewhat alive over here. Sounding, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then other than that, you know, I I grew up listening to just a ton of '90s stuff. Um, I'm oh, a yeah. huge '90s fan. Yeah. Um, again, I I love you know. Merle Haggard and all that, but that's just that the whole '90s stuff's more my speed. The Tracy Lawrence, Tracy Bird, Clay Walker, um, you know that's what that's what really speaks to me. So I know people get not pissed off, but we'll have you know some older folks at our shows because we do a lot of '90s stuff throughout our yeah our set, and they'll come up, where's the Merle Haggard? Where's this? And I'm like, well, I don't know, I just I like to play the '90s stuff. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but um, the beans belong in Chile. You know, you see your Texas guy, the beans belong in chili. <laughs> I say yes, and I know that is not the Texas thing, but I've, actually, I actually, I don't know if you happen to see, it's funny you asked me, because I just posted a chili video like last week, um, and people were commenting all over it, because I obviously, yeah, put beans <laughs> in it, and they're right. like, well, you're obviously not from Texas, or they were saying, well, at least you live up in Tennessee now, blah, blah, blah you know, all this stuff, but oh, yeah, no, for whatever reason, we just, yeah, I know, it. no, in my family, we've just always put put beans in it but i'm not you know i won't argue as much about it as like rich o'toole will he takes that pretty seriously <laughs> but i love it i love seeing his chili posts they're pretty funny oh yeah man he just posted one today i think <laughs> really Actually. i know it's like yeah. every day it's funny how that's become like one of his you know little sticks mm-hmm. that and talking but hey whatever works <laughs> Oh yeah, he was he was our first guest actually on the show, and then we just had him back yeah. on again recently. That'll be coming out later this month. But nice, yeah. I've only uh, I think we've talked over social media and gone back and forth about food and stuff before, but I think I've only ran into him um, in person actually once. He was at our show at the Hideout in Houston last year, um, so I got to talk to him for a little bit. He's a cool, dude. Yeah, man, he's 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 cool. He's he's a good Twitter follow too. Yeah, yeah. He's entertaining on the socials yeah. for sure. <laughs> um so uh going back to food, uh when you're when you're out uh playing shows or maybe on the road, you see you travel a lot and stuff, uh what's your go to gas station snack? You walk into a gas station, what do you, what are you grabbing? 
Good question. Um, I'm honestly like a chips guy. So I'll get either, you know, like hot Cheetos or like, um, I like those lemon Lay's chips. Oh, yeah. Um, the the dill pickle Lay's chips. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> any of the chips and stuff. And I'll typically get like a Slim Jim, something like <laughs> that. But lately I've been, been trying to be a little bit better health wise. So I've been getting like some almonds lately, some cheese, <laughs> a cheese stick, you know, boring stuff. But right. <laughs> the calories add up pretty fast on the road, so. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> Especially with Whataburger stops. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Luckily, that's what I've probably lost some weight since I moved up to Tennessee because we only had a handful of Whataburgers up here, but they're none of them are near us. And yeah, uh, so I was actually just back home this past weekend, and my little brother walked in the door, and I was like, "Get back in your truck! You're taking my ass to Whataburger because I haven't <laughs> had it in like a month." <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I can't imagine, you know, living in a state that doesn't have Whataburger. I mean, first half of my life lived out in Charlotte, North Carolina for a long time. And, you know, there's no okay. Whataburger out there. But after living here um, all of high school up to now again, I'm like, I can't imagine living <laughs> somewhere where there's yeah, not a Whataburger. It's so good, man. <laughs> I know. We've got one. I guess it. I guess maybe I'm being a two-percenter because we do have one that is – I guess the next kind of big town over, because we live out in Franklin, actually, so south of Nashville. Um, so there's one um, in Murfreesboro, which is the next big town um, to our <laughs> east, and it's about 38 minutes to the Whataburger. I just haven't made the 38-minute drive over there yet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's over an hour round trip, though, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, like I said, depends how bad I want it. I yeah, how bad you want it, right? <laughs> but um, what's the craziest thing that you've um, – experienced or seen while you've been out on the road either at a show or just traveling whatever you're willing to share <laughs> oh man that's a good question i've never really thought about it craziest thing i've ever seen i don't know we've seen just a lot of fights i guess probably <laughs> well probably the craziest thing i've ever seen this is years ago now but at a show uh there was a big fight that broke out in front of us and uh this kid got got knocked pretty good and so after the show we go in the bathroom and there's the towel paper towel uh holder that was ripped off the wall there's blood all over the walls in the sink everywhere Yikes. so we started asking about what happened um you know to the managers and stuff because cops got called the whole thing but we never quit playing and um yeah. turns out it was like a, a somewhat of a family there together and so the guy who got punched was the son the mom was dating the guy who punched the son, and the mom <laughs> ended up leaving the son in the ambulance by himself to go home with the dude that punched her son in the face. So oh, like, my gosh. Hell? Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's still some unknown there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, just – I don't know. Really just a lot of fights and then obviously a lot of drunk people. So, you know, <laughs> I, I get people, old women, ask to take pictures of my butt all the time. Um <laughs> you know signing weird stuff uh had a dude he he had me sign his arm um which anytime i sign somebody's skin i'm always like yeah i'll do it but you got to get it tattooed and they laugh and of course they never do it well i told this kid and um and he's like all right i'll do it and i was like okay so i signed his arm he had no other tattoos on his arm and whatever thinking he's bullshitting me and uh, about 45 minutes later he sent me a dm on twitter uh, no. <laughs> uh him at a tattoo shop getting <laughs> getting my signature tattooed on 
And yeah, he was he had drank quite a bit, so I'm sure he woke up that next morning uh, in a bit of regret. And I felt bad because I also well, and I also kind of scribbled it on there. I didn't even take time to do it, like you know, nice and neat. So yeah, if he if he hears this, I, I apologize. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So was that was that the first uh, the first Hayden Haddock tattoo that you were aware of? <laughs> that was other than mine. I've got my logo tattooed on me, and then uh, we just had one of a uh, we have a lady that uh, she her and her friends became big fans. Uh, I don't know a couple of years ago, and um, they follow us around quite a bit. And uh, right, she had asked me for the PDF of my logo, so she actually just came to the show this past <laughs> weekend in Dallas, and. She had got my my logo and name tattooed on her shoulder. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> They're out there. Uh, yeah. Are you next? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a fan, but I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want it tatted on there. You know. <laughs> I I'll, just, I'll forgive I'm you. I'm a wuss, that. though. I don't. I'm a wuss. I don't know if I will get a tattoo, man. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I used to say to that. that too, and now I've got <laughs> an uncountable amount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe someday we'll see. <laughs> but um, so back at A and M, you know, I, I hear mention of it in some of your songs. But you ever spend any time at Harry's or the Tap or any places like that? <laughs> oh yeah, you know it. Yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah, no, we spent we spent many hours and lots of money in those bars. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and there's definitely stories there can't talk about. But no, it was a great time. And anytime we go back to College Station, we always try to make a pit stop and in there if we if we have time, you know, bring back bring back some memories, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But no, I'm hoping we get we played we've actually played Harry's um, yeah two or three times I think. So I'm hoping uh, this next year to get back get back over there. It's always a, a good time playing playing over there and obviously being back around that that College Station area. Yeah, man. Um, do you have a favorite song that uh, you have written or co-written? Man, yeah, we have. So we have a ton of new music um, that we just uh, got done recording, um, and so um, obviously this is probably kind of a bad answer because it's not out yet. So you can't go <laughs> listen to it, but it'll be out soon. But it's a song. Uh, me and my producer uh, Trent Wilman we wrote together, and we wrote this song together. Um, probably two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, right. And we've kind of just been sitting on it um, because like, it was one of those deals, like as soon as we wrote it, um, we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, all right, yeah, that's that's like a pretty good <laughs> song. And trust me, you don't do that every time you write a song. And uh, right. and so we knew it was going to be something good. And so we still, um, we think it's going to be a, a real good song for my career. Um, and we we play it live at our shows and we have been for, maybe six months now. And then I just put a video of it out on uh social media, just a little acoustic song uh, or a little acoustic video of it it's called keep me up. Um, so you can go listen to it after we get off here if you want. Um, oh, yeah. But anyways, just lyrically it came out really well. And, and the produce, the studio produced version is very, uh, got a good vibe to it. Um, kind of something we haven't done before, uh, different sounds. So anyways, I think it'll be good, but yeah, it's, it's just got some great lines in it and some great metaphors and stuff that, Oh yeah. Um, we were just being creative that day, I guess, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the creative juices were flowing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or the whiskey. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
What's your favorite live concert or show that you've ever been to uh, as a fan? Was it that that first one or the you were? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say. Um, honestly, yeah, that that probably that Kenny Chesney concert as a whole. Obviously, with Eric Church, as I talked about earlier, um, and then Kenny, man, he he's just he's hard to beat yeah. live. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen him live, but that that dude, I think you know, even today at whatever fifty something years old, whatever he right. is, he's still just a ball of energy and you know, runs around that whole stage from, you know, first song to the last song and always in a man, good the mood. crowd just, is, yeah, always in a good mood here. So it seems crowds yeah, yeah, at the seems. top of their lungs. And when you have, you know, whatever it is, 50,000 people screaming every single word the dude says back to him, it's pretty inspiring and, and pretty cool. But yeah, I'd say, yeah, yeah Kenny Chesney, Eric Church, and then obviously Cody Johnson concerts are real fun he's another one of those i love the high energy concerts i'm yeah i love people that move around the stage and you know so that's what i've tried to you know i've tried to do at our shows um it's kind of crafted after some of those guys like cody kenny whatever um because obviously it just adds a whole other entertainment factor rather than if you just kind of stand at your mic the whole time um which again, I guess if you're George Strait, you can do it. But I know I can't sing like George Strait, so I gotta, I gotta pull out some other tactics. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, George, George Strait's getting up there in age; he can do whatever he wants now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the king, man. He's the king. <laughs> yeah, I saw him at the uh, Houston Rodeo a couple of years ago when he came and did the full length concert there. Yeah, um, and that was incredible. You know, I was, I was way up at the top, but. Uh, still just the, the energy in the arena and just, uh, he still, yeah. he still sounds the same man. And he's like, yeah. you know, 70 something years old up there. Up yeah. There we, uh, <laughs> we saw him, uh, shoot now. I can't remember what year it was, but it was, it was back when he announced that he was retiring and it was supposed yeah, to be his final retiring. concert. So we, me <laughs> and my whole Stadium. family went, yeah, we went and saw him at Cowboy stadium and paid all this money for these tickets for good seats too. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the next year he's like, I'm back. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> he's like still touring. Yeah. So, that was cool. But no, it was still cool to see him. And that was a show that, uh, he brought out like, you know, all kinds of people to sing with him. Um, Eric Church was there, Jason Aldean, uh, yeah. Cheryl Crow, I think. Um, there was like Kenny Chesney. Yeah. There was like eight or 10, like big name artists that he kept bringing yeah. out to sing with them. So it was pretty cool. Well, that's, he's doing, um, a few shows uh, next year with Chris Stapleton, I think. I well. saw that. Yeah, it's incredible. like seven, <laughs> seven stadium. Yeah, I think it's yeah, uh, yeah, Chris Stapleton and like Little Big Town or something like that, mm. if I remember right. Yeah, that'd That's be cool, cool to go to. Uh, but what's the coolest venue that uh, you've ever played, and what are some venues that you would love to play at someday? Man, um, I would say. Uh, Probably my favorite venue that we've played has been uh, John T. Floor's Country Store in Holotus, Texas. Um, that place, we were lucky enough, we uh, we played out there with Steve Warner. Uh, we opened up for him, and so we were on the big outdoor stage, and um, mm-hmm. it was just under a sold-out crowd, so I think it was about 2,500 people there, or 2,000, something like that. A lot of wow. people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the vibe and everything was just awesome. And the green room at that place is great. And they treated us like Kings. We got to eat their <laughs> famous, uh, tamales and all tamales, that stuff. Yeah. And then, again, so just everything as a whole, you know, the staff at the venue, the stage, the green room, the crowd, the show, um, that's probably been my favorite. Um, and then my, you know, obviously, uh, in terms of kind of some of the bucket list stuff, obviously, Playing arenas and stadiums, that's cool. But I would say number one is probably, well, I guess tied maybe 
would be Grand Ole Opry and then uh, Red Rock. Red Rocks is kind of my yeah. You know, that's awesome. I've never been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but just seen pictures and yeah. heard from people how how great it is. Um, so I'd say Red Rocks is probably tied up there with the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. <laughs> just the the scenery of that place is just incredible. Oh yeah, and then it's <laughs> just, like everything's like built into the, you know, into, into the, like the side of mountain the, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty Crazy. cool. And I guess like the from I guess from like backstage, like the green room to the to the stage. I guess it's like a tunnel basically that's built into the, you know, yeah, into the wonder <laughs> mountain. Yeah. So, anyways, it just looks really cool. And then obviously, it's you know, super famous, uh, iconic venue. So. Hopefully one day. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, opinion on what you would categorize your, your genre as? Um, would you say that you're um, Texas country or red dirt? Would you just say you're country? Or do you not really have a genre? You're just kind of doing your own thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think, um, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, and I guess, I mean, still to this day, I guess, people will just say Texas country because obviously from Texas and, Right. Um, you know, mainly touring in Texas and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I don't really want to be considered a Texas country artist because I feel like it makes it seem like you can't get out of Texas. Um, <laughs> and that is, you know, again, love Texas uh, to the day I die. That that will always be home. But, you know, I, I want my my music and my career to be to be further than Texas. I want to be, you know, international. So um, right. I would just qualify it as country music. Um and you know, and then my thing, um, you know, it's just it's more of the, it's more of on your traditional side again, like a Cody Johnson, like a John Party, um, and then obviously you know some of the, you know Randall King, Wynn Williams, all those guys. I think we're all trying to accomplish the same thing, which is kind of keep country music alive. Um, so yeah, I would just I would just call it good old country music. <laughs> yeah, and that. I think that's the thing. A lot of times people get caught up in the genre and where, where yeah. people are from and all of that different stuff. I mean, it's like yep. all that really matters is that you like the sound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, uh, whatever uh, it is, doesn't matter. If people like it, yeah. then it's like it's, hey, you're doing something if right. <laughs> Yeah, if you'll stream my music and come to come to my shows and buy a ticket, you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Um, and – uh, who were who were some of your favorite artists today? Maybe from uh, other genres outside of country music. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest. I don't listen to too much outside, <laughs> but I will say, uh, based off my brothers, I do like some Post Malone sometimes. Oh, I'll, yeah. I will do that. Um, and then, man. yeah, you know. And then I'm a big. Uh, I do like some rock stuff, but some of the older stuff, so I like Metallica and all that. Um, mm. Some of that stuff, I'll just put it on a playlist when I'm working out or whatever. Oh yeah. Get you um, up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I just hear stuff on, on like playlist. Um, and then I like weird stuff too. Like, and I know you asked about, um, I guess like artists, who I guess are more relevant nowadays, but like, I don't know if you know who like James Blunt is, but, uh, he's like a British singer, I think. And he's, you, you would know a couple of his songs. He's got that song, like you're beautiful. And, uh, Oh yeah. Something else. But anyway, like I like that type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I like a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Well, then I, you know, you got to be well versed to be in music. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to a little bit of some other stuff. I try to be, but I'm bad <laughs> about like in the truck. I just put on like a '90s country playlist. And yeah. That, so I, I'm I'm trying to be better as of late, listening to you know other stuff or new you know newer artists and stuff like that. 
well, it's hard to it's hard to keep up with everything. Plus, then you got all the stuff that you're already listening to, and it's just yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of new music come out lately. But um, what are some things you consider uh, hobbies or that you're passionate about outside of music? Man, um, I love to I love to cook. Like I love to barbecue um, and grill. So I love um, you know smoking brisket ribs, doing that whole barbecue thing, and then. Just grilling steaks on the charcoal grill. That's something I, I love. I don't know if you've seen any of my – I do a bunch of videos on my Instagram or reels or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we do that a lot. Um, and then I love fishing and hunting. I wish I had more time to get out and do that stuff. Um, hoping to make some more time uh, this year uh, for all that um, is the goal. Um, <laughs> like those guys but, like uh, Parker and Co. that oh, yeah, <laughs> tour all year and then just take off for hunting season. Yeah. I know. I wish I wish I could do that. Understand <laughs> every day, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish I could do that. But yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to do some do some hunting up in Louisiana over Thanksgiving this year. So finally making some time because my brother, he uh, one of my older brothers, he goes like duck hunting, deer hunting, he deer lease all this stuff all the time. And for the yeah. past like three years, he invites me every year, or I have friends, you know, that will invite me. And I'm man, yeah. I'm like I got you know got a show or. Hey, I'm traveling. Sorry, you know, and I can never take the time to take off because I always feel bad taking off for stuff like that. But this year, I decided right. to treat myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we talk a lot of music, uh, and we also we also obviously we're going to talk. We talk A and M on this podcast a lot too. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on the A and M football right now? <laughs> After I don't even want know, to talk about it. losses. <laughs> no, it's tough. That's what, yeah, we talked a little bit before we got on here. Um, I've always said it's, you know, because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and I'm a Texas A&M <laughs> fan. And oh, yeah. It is two very tough teams to be fans of. And uh, we get a lot of crap talk to us about it. But, no, I don't know. A&M, you know, I, I don't know if uh, I go back and forth if I think <laughs> Jimbo's the problem or if I think the team's the problem. But, I don't know what it is, man. It's uh, but it's it's definitely difficult because again, it's like the Cowboys. I feel like every year we're like, all right, we're going to be really good, and then yeah. we'll start out strong and then just fade out. But I don't know. I well, thought then, I thought we had a, we played decent against Bama. If our O line would pick it up, we'd be all right. <laughs> but they look like a, a J you know JV team playing Tennessee. playing varsity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then that yeah, I mean, just seeing the. You know, and then then I see I, I see around on social media I see people like talking bad about Max Johnson. I'm like, well, the dude didn't have any time to throw the ball. Yeah, he's getting hit on every I play. Think, like, yeah, no, I think he's doing all he can do. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely <laughs> not fair because that yeah, the O line I think is honestly the biggest problem. And I know. you know, I haven't had too much time to watch every game like play by play, but from what I right. the little bits and pieces I have watched, it that seems to be a very big factor. <laughs> No, and I think it's kind of like I think it's almost like it's it's an internal issue or something at A and M because it's like you know, he uh, Jimbo's got close to the same record that Sumlin did when Sumlin was yeah. there, and it just makes you think like you know we get all these top this top level talent that comes in and then there's like there's something internally going on. Yeah, that isn't, I was gonna say it's, <laughs> it's not the, back. definitely not <laughs> the talent. I think what the past like two or three years we've had the top. What two yeah. or three recruiting class, something you know, something like that. So it's definitely Doesn't not matter that we don't if you have can't to... do anything with them. Though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the answer is for that program, but hopefully, you know, something happens soon. I just don't 
don't know what because they kind of have everything that they need. It's just like it's not working. <laughs> so, but but hey, that's next... why I'm not getting paid all this money to <laughs> work for A&M. So. <laughs> all I know is that my, my next uh... – my next career, I want to be a fired college football coach that gets bought yeah. out, man. <laughs> I know, exactly. Because yeah. get paid, you know, $100 million to go away, basically. Or $70 yeah. million, whatever it is, you know, his contract's like when, like when Coach O was getting bought out from LSU or whatever it was. And, yeah. And that interview, and he's like, they're like, well, their, their buyout for you would be like $17 million. And he's like, where's the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, man, it's like you're gonna get paid that much money to get fired, basically. Like, okay, yeah. I quit. You don't even got money. I don't know. I quit. Money. <laughs> no one seems to think that they're they're gonna buy Jimbo out, which I think you give them maybe another couple seasons, um, and then you know, then a lot of people are saying like, well, if Jimbo had a healthy uh, Connor Wigman, blah blah, blah yeah. you know, I mean, there's all this stuff obviously on Twitter, but sure, I don't know. <laughs> But then again, how many, I mean, how many Con- times can Connor, you be let down? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Connor Wigman doesn't solve your O line problem though either, so it doesn't matter who's back there. <laughs> no, and then it's people are like, "Well, we should get a new offensive line coach." It's like, "Well, you know, you're replacing everyone around Jimbo, but he's it's yeah. still the same." I don't know. It's hard to tell though because you know the offense did look better at the beginning of the season. It's just it's yeah. infinite problems. <laughs> yep, I have no infinite clue. <laughs> Again, and tough then, to be an A&M fan. <laughs> yeah, tough to be an A&M fan. Uh, really, most most teams in Texas have have a tough time with their fandom. I mean, I know, the Astros like have a, had some good seasons, but yeah, you know, I know it's like Astros a Texas fandom. curse or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you think about it, even even over in Austin, the Longhorns, the same thing. They get yeah. the same kind of hype every year, and then yep. <laughs> comes yep. crashing and burning down. Um. <laughs> I guess not this year yet, but hopefully, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. But what uh what I wanted to ask you next was do you have anything um that you want to announce or promote on the show? Any new releases or shows coming soon that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, man. Um so show wise, um, I mean, yeah, we we tour um pretty much every weekend. We're on the road every weekend. So the easiest thing, obviously follow me on Social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, all that. We're having Facebook issues right now. My Facebook actually got hacked, so we're in the oh, middle no. of trying to prove to Facebook that, you know, we, I am me. Uh, but <laughs> that'll be back up and running soon. Um, other than that, go to my website, HaydenHaddock.com. And you can find all uh, my tour dates on there. Um, and then we just, um, we haven't even announced this yet, but I'm going to announce it on here. Our newest single um, it's called He Sings for Mary. It will be coming out November 10th. Um, so, again, if you go follow me on um, social media, uh, we'll get up a pre-save link and all that stuff here shortly. Um, and we would appreciate it. Other than that, like I said, go follow me on social media, and we hope to see everybody at a show soon. Yeah, awesome. Well, and you said November 10th is the planned yeah. uh, date for that one? Well, that should be perfect. I have, I think we're planning on this one dropping right at the beginning of November. So Perfect. I didn't think to ask you about that. that. But, hey, <laughs> look at there. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, or, I mean, or we can schedule it whenever if you want. But <laughs> Whatever, I think fine. that's where it'll slot in. But um, this has been the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Uh, I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie. That over there is Hayden Haddock. Um, thanks for coming by and hanging out today, man. I uh, appreciate yeah, man. you taking the time to be on. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me on. But um, 
As always, gigam and God bless. This has been the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Um, thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time.